Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It used to be hard to find the exact auto parts you needed. And that meant spending a lot of time at swap meets. It's a different game now when you can order exactly what you need from eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts, so you can always find the right fitment. Spend less time searching and more time building with the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Oh my word, where do Everton Football Club go from here? They were beaten by the Premier League's bottom club, Norwich City, 2-0 at Goodison Park. They won't even say beaten, they were absolutely outclassed and outplayed for long spells and this season which has lurched and sputtered along reached the Nunadia on Saturday um, I am Matt Jones I'm sure there'll be people listening to this for the first time maybe a lot of Reds actually as well so maybe introduce ourselves Dave Downey's here hello Dave hello Matt hello if Rob you, if not, oh go on. go on I was going to say hello no, I Rob v- say, I was going to say hello if, Rob if Vera as well yeah hello Rob hey guys how's it going it's good, me and Dave talking over each other there. It's, it's that type yeah. of day, isn't it, Dave? It's, you know, it's, it's going to be that type of podcast, I think. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's things need to be said here, and then there's uh, there's not going to be any filter. I certainly don't think from Mr. Vader's side of the Atlantic anyway when he gets started in the session. But, um, <laughs> yeah, just for those those Liverpool fans are going to be wallowing listening to this. We, we are the Blue Room. Um, <laughs> we're a weekly podcast on Radio City Talk. Do join us yeah. if you every want... single week if... and um, at least help our ratings go up. Yeah. Uh, if not, um, to have a little laugh at us because we're an absolute disgrace of a football club. Once again, for the upteen time in the last what four or five years, um, the, the last the last really good season that we had was what five years ago. It ended mm. now, um, and uh, you know if you if you if you take this season and the way this football club is at the moment, without context, it's bad enough. With context, it's even worse. And I just don't know where we turn. But you put a tweet out, Matt, in the aftermath of that game there when you're making your way to the studio. And you said you expect David Moyes to be in uh, in the next couple of days, by Monday maybe. Uh, I'm completely inclined to agree with that. I think that's exactly what's going to happen next. And uh, with that run of fixtures we've got coming up that I've been banging on about for the last couple of months, God help us all. Yeah. Do you know what, Dave, as well? I'll just quickly come back to you there. Um 
you know, we, we've known each other for a while. We've do, been doing these podcasts for a while. And, and one of the, the things that you consistently said to me since, I think since my very first podcast that we, we actually did together, is that you said you feel like you're on the Truman Show when it comes to this football club. And it's been something you've mentioned time after time after time in regards to the way in which things go for, for us. And I was sitting there today at 2-0. I was sitting there when Palace equalised to make it one all, thinking Liverpool are definitely going to get a late winner here. And I just thought, it's going to happen again. There's somebody up there who is just laughing at us and, you know, prodding us with a stick and just saying, this is what you get, lads. We're all here to laugh at you. We're all here to make fun of you because this is what it's like supporting Everton Football Club. Mm. Well, it, it, I mean, it, it is. It does make you feel those sorts of things, doesn't it? And you know, I'm not. I'm not sure what religious incarnation anybody uh, leans to, but I have to say, you know, you, ha- you do. You do sometimes. Rob's great at talking about the case, um, and I'm sure he'll, he'll enlighten people who haven't listened to this before. But I, you just simply you're beyond laughing it off now. You know. When when things the worst comes to the worst, when you support a football club, you start thinking, oh, you know, that happens. That that happens now and again to to most clubs. But we've been in such a stagnant state, and I'm not I'm not talking about financially or any of the business muppets talk about or anything like that. I'm talking about as an actual football club. We haven't progressed. We haven't moved on. We've, if anything, gone backwards. Um, because what we did have under, ironically, David Moyes was was something to fight for, and it just feels like right now and since then, with the exception of very few occasions, individual matches and performances from certain players over the last four or five years, we have actually got worse, and and we've gone backwards, and we we've, we've spent nearly half a billion pounds to the pleasure of it as well. That that that's what makes you think you're on the Truman Show when when that sort of thing um, gets explained to you. I mean, uh, looking at the statistics, it, it's just an absolute disgusting start to the season. I'm not sure if you guys saw a, a couple of the big betting companies. Um, Rob, I'll have to tell you about this in the UK. Actually, assessed uh, did a league table on how every team in the Premier League start was rated. So they're opening dozen games in the league, and Everton start was ranked twentieth. So being the easiest out of all 20 Premier League clubs and our fixtures to come for the rest of the season, we're ranked first. So we've had, statistically, the easiest start of all 20 teams. And now until May, we have the most difficult last 25 games of the Premier League season. People, people, there's a lot of hyperbole goes on whenever they lose football matches. We all know this. I get caught up in it all the time. I get accused of wallowing in that sort of misery. But this should hammer home to people today what actual plight we're actually in here because we're four points above the relegation zone. Our next two games are away to Leicester, who are second in the Premier League, and Liverpool, who are first in the Premier League. I'd put my heart anything my house on the line right now and say that we'll get nothing from those two games right now mm. um, because we are a million miles away from Leicester City, who, what we finished above last season, um, and we're another lifetime away from from our neighbours Liverpool going into a Merseyside derby. It's uh, it's going to be a grim winter, and I make no apologies to anybody for saying that. But reality needs to bite here, and people need to get real and realise that this is a real critical situation that we're in right now. Yeah, um, hardy winter indeed. I think it is coming up. Um, Rob, we're going to do a bit, probably do a lot of big picture stuff in this podcast towards the end, but I don't want to skirt over that performance today because. You know, I think when you, you come out the ground and you're and you sat here and, you know, it's not even an hour since the match finished, you can, you can be emotional and you can be 
furious about what's gone on, but I struggle to remember a Everton performance as bad as that at Goodison for a long time. I put on Twitter there, I'd rank it alongside the 3-0 Tramway defeat in the FA Cup. I'd rank it alongside the, the 0-4 against Bolton Wanderers where Stalios, Giannacopoulos, um, tore Everton to pieces. A team that was horrendously out of form, that was leaking goals, that were bottom of the Premier League, came to Goodison Park and took the piss for long spells today. They controlled the game while it was 0-0 and went 1-0 up. They sat in and contained us when it was 1-0 with minimal sort of effort and then they scored the, the killing goal to, to, to kill it off on the counter-attack. It was absolutely abysmal from Everton in all facets and I can go through the whole team. Jordan Pickford's distribution, disgraceful. The full-backs both awful. The centre-backs awful. The midfield didn't get a grip of the game. Gilfie Sigurdsson, utterly anonymous. The wide players were hiding and Sheng Tosin was just a lump up front. No one escapes with any, with any credit from that today at all. And the entire performance, while I could say, you know, you could say there's, there's, there's effort there and there's a bit of huff and puff there, everything else apart from that just broke down. Oh, I, you, you, you've kind of taken my breath away there, Matt. Uh, <laughs> it is, it's one of the worst I've ever seen and I've watched tons of this for the last 15 years and, and, and given the context of it, especially given how much the the bleak winter that Dave talks about is something that, you know, kind of we, we kind of thought we can get through it because we're going to get three points here. It, it just it's an unforgivable performance. It is a top down failure. I mean, we could talk. We'll talk big picture later. But uh, th- this is this was another this was another game and another performance that represents what to me has been the theme of this entire season, which has been self-inflicted wounds. You know, it's bad enough that we, we don't ever get any luck. We know that we know that VAR is going to bite us. Like we know the curse and argue the curse all you want, but clearly I've, I've been right on this, but I will say that the, the main thing with Everton at this point is that if you're going to have some things go against you, like injuries and luck and so on, so on you've got to have competent management. You've got to have competent performances from players that, regardless of Silva, should also be playing better. Uh, you know, we, we don't create enough chances, but we also have had some finishes that just should absolutely have been goals this season. And even an incremental improvement in that. And we may be talking about Everton in sixth or, sixth or seventh instead of where we're at right now. It, it's, it is a top-down failure. But bottom line, Silva needed to elevate this squad. He hasn't been able to. And the performance today to me, was just the bottoming out moment that has been representative of this entire season. I'll I'll come back to you again on this one, Rob, just in regards to the team selection today, because I know know you're unhappy with it. Um, Gilfie Sigurdsson kept his place in the side as a number 10. Um, Schenk Tosin kept his place up front as well. And... It wasn't a surprise to see Everton look very stolid and very stagnant in, in, in attack. You know, it was very easy for Norwich. There's no fluency in the play at all. And it's bizarre to me that the best performance we've had this season at West, against West Ham at home, albeit maybe there's a caveat with that given how bad they've been as well, but it was certainly the most fluid Everton looked in attack with Wobie playing as the town. And we've not done it since. And it, it, it's, it's just bizarre, isn't it, that we've, we seemingly had the formula there that could work and we could, you know, have, have us a bit of a foundation. And we've scrapped it and, and done away with it. Yeah. How many times does it feel like, and granted, we all acknowledge injuries have been a part of this too, but how many times does it feel like we'll get a decent performance, maybe even a slightly good offensive performance, 
And for whatever reason, we don't stick with some of the things that work or we go to the well too often on things that, that have not been working as well. I, I don't I don't understand the team selection. I get that we won. Uh, I get that it's been a couple weeks and maybe the international break. Uh, you're trying to just have a little more succinct game plan. I don't know. But I don't know how anyone could have looked at that, that, that win away at Southampton and thought that we really performed well and that that starting 11 didn't need some some changes to it especially with Ching Tosin suffering an injury during the international break I'm mystified as to why he started I thought this was a great chance to give Calvert-Lewin or you know a, a role and then you know Keane maybe coming off the bench I, I I just I don't understand that part of it and then of course to me the biggest sin in all of this is that I, again, I think we, I think managers at Everton have fallen in love with the idea, and especially Silva over time, that the idea of Guilty Sigurdsson is going to work eventually. Because I get the argument for Guilty Sigurdsson, but we have not been getting that Guilty Sigurdsson this season, and because of that, the the idea no longer works. And if it doesn't work. I don't understand why we take these flashes of developing chemistry and good play when you've got a Wobie in that position. And then you move him completely out of the lineup just to start games. It just it makes no sense to me. And it just, again, is the, the, the last kind of final blow for Marco Silva in terms of his inability to elevate the, what he's got into better performances than, than what we've seen. Dave, you know, I said there about where I drank that, that terrible performance. Um, you've been to watch a lot of games at Goodison Park as well. Um, am I being over the top there, do you think? Um, well, let's face it, we've got plenty to choose from, haven't we? Um, and, and, and that's that's the real indictment of all of this, really, isn't it? That we've that we've got so many over the years to sort of put this down there with. I mean, is this what we are in our club that compares its worst results and its worst performances? Mm, I suppose yeah. it is, isn't it, really? Because uh, the good ones are few and far between. I, I would say, um, I, I remember Arsenal 5-2 at home, I think it was. Uh, and I completely given up the ghost after about half an hour in that game. Um, the Burnley one under Koeman was quite infamous, wasn't it? Because that was the point where I think many of us realised that that was it. It was before an international break. Um, I remember the podcast we did after that really quite starkly in my memory. Um, yeah. I, I don't think you, you're exaggerating there at all, Matt, with what you saw today and what we all saw today. Um, aside bereft of any ideas. And I said on social media afterwards, I think what Marco Silva really uh, has done this season is when it's got to the very brink as it did in that Southampton game uh, as it did against West Ham at Goodison as it did I think even as early as Wolves at Goodison earlier this season he seemed to win that game that ultimately you would think or you would like to think at, at this stage would decide his future and today was another one of those games we know what's ahead of us in December Um uh, this and and I've jokingly said it to friends, but there's, I think there's a lot of truth in it. This is actually our last real genuine chance to get three points before Christmas. Mm. Uh, I, you, you, I think I think you could look at it that way. I know we've got Arsenal at home and they've got their difficulties, but the the thing that won't Arsenal won't be in trouble is because they've got top class players. Um, and sooner or later, you would think Unai Emery's time. I mean, I know they scrambled a draw last minute today. But you'd think his time is going to come to an end shortly and they will instill a top-class manager. Conversely, the problem we have is we can't go and do that. Um, we're always going to be shopping in the same pool of manager unless there's a little bit of outside-of-the-box thinking that goes on at boardroom level. But I think maybe that's for another day if if the um, 
what you would hope is the inevitable happens now when we do end up changing managers. Um, but just going back to what you're talking about in terms of performances, I think that that is, it's yeah, I, I'd go as far as saying that's probably the worst I've seen. Um, and I make no, there's no way of escaping what what it means for us this time. You think back to those other ones I've mentioned there, the the, the Cumin ones and the five two and things like that. They were all in seasons that were still salvageable. Now we're the third through the season now. And we've, you know, in those, that, that run under Koeman, we had, I think, five of the previous season's top six within our first half dozen games. And I think the one they'll win at Stoke on the opening day was the only victory we had in the first eight or something like that under Koeman. Uh, and, and obviously that was a critical blow to his chances of succeeding as the Everton manager for too much longer. The problem we've got this time is we've we've used up all of our winnable games in inverted commas. Um, the, the seven defeats we've had, with the exception of Manchester City, have all been against sides that you would expect to be struggling in this league, or certainly at least those finishing above them. We've lost those games. We haven't just drawn them, we've lost them. Um, two of them are home now against Sheffield United and uh, today against Norwich. So that's why this situation is so much worse, in, in my opinion. And, and Silver went to the well on those must-win games. And he come out of it with three points on, on all of the occasions that it was asked of him. And, and it staved off the chat about him losing his job. This was just seemed like a, a stretch too far for him today. And he went to that well and ultimately he, he come out with nothing. It was dry. And you have to say now, I hate saying it um, because we repeatedly seem to be saying this uh, at regular times um, throughout our Everton supporting lives from the last five or six years. But... It's time to change it again, and we all know what that means. It means taking a few steps back. It means maybe things get worse before they get a little bit better. And you know, it all it all starts all over again. It really is Groundhog Day, and it would be an Evertonian. Yeah, a fine question indeed. Well, I think I think your dog might have answered you there in the background there, Dave. <laughs> he uh, always seems to pipe up. Yeah, he seems to have great opinions <laughs> on the Blues. Um, Robert, me before we get into talking about. Replacements for silver, and you know oh, what's God. coming. What's coming next? Um, do you think the club will pull the trigger now? It, it, I mean, it felt like being in the ground today. Then I came across on the the television, but it, it felt like one of those games. And I mean, those games with you know the, the asterisks on either side of it, with the emphasis on it, because it was that bad. The atmosphere in the ground. I had chance of a fuck off silver in the Gladys streets. I heard. People sing, singing, getting sacked in the morning. It felt like one of those mas- matches where there's just no way back for me. Did it? Did it come across like that on the broadcast? Uh, it, it did, and it was the it was the loudest booing I'd heard at Goodison in. Uh, I mean, it's been a while, and again, I, I know that that depends on the quality of broadcast that I've got. Uh, and all those factors, but it was really discernible today. And honestly, it's just a, it's a vibe, you know, whatever that means. I think everyone can kind of feel it, especially when frankly, people like me who have been kind of holding out on, on, on wanting to make a move on Silva and, and preaching patience and, and, you know, it just, it got to a point where there was just one too many of these types of performances, but this one was by far the worst. And as Dave said before, we've got plenty of these moments to choose from uh we've we've had bad performances that have that have cost us in games that, that they shouldn't have already this season but this one was by far the worst and it couldn't be the worst given what we've got coming up and so um you know if it, if it ends up being Moyes I, I can't believe that 
you know, I, I remember how much that filled me with dread after Kuhn, you know, that would be Moyes. And now I'm kind of like, well, you know, this is where we are. And I think Moyes would be a stopgap and would give them time to kind of punt this until uh, the summer. They probably think Moyes could, you know, if, if that if that's really the direction this is going, I guess they probably think that he can competently manage them uh, into surviving. And, and let's be honest, right now, I, I don't. I don't think that I really am not too worried that we're going to get relegated, but we are getting dangerously close to circling the rim and it's got to change. And uh, we've been through this before and and now we've got to go through it again. And, and, and it's sad that it's come to this point, but, but Silva has run out of uh, bogeys at this point and, and we've got to move forward. I, I just wanted to pick up on um, what I said just before Rob was, was talking about what potentially is next. And that is um, in, in those games that are described as silver being on the brink. Um, I think we answered a lot of questions about player commitment and whether they're behind the manager. And categorically, you'd have to say after each of those games where they were considered do or die, the players were on his side. They've come out and put in gritty performances. We think back to probably our best performance was against West Ham. I think we'd all agree earlier this season. And they really puffed the chests out. We should have won that game by four or five goals. It, the, the real frustration even more so comes when that it just evaporates. It, it almost seems like the life is sucked out of the players. The next time it feels like the pressure may have ceased a little bit. And I'm just wondering of today's performance. I mean, I'll be honest. I thought we'd batter Norwich today. I thought we'd absolutely turn them over. Um, and and, and real have, have some real momentum going into next week in this nightmare run of fixtures. But today seemed to be um, a final confirmation that all, all's not right, is it? I mean, when you're putting on a right-back, a like-for-like substitution, right-back for right-back, I think you put on Twitter, Matt, with, when there's a DB come off for Coleman, when you are chasing a game. That, to me, says that a manager's completely ran out of ideas with what he needs to do in, in that game of football. And he won't be asked about the man he tied the defeat. But I would love to know what is in his thinking when he does that. When and, and this this is another thing that's a bugbear of mine, as you'll as you'll both know. When we see, I've spoken about it many times this season, the war cries and all that sort of thing. Pre-match this week, there was a video of Moyes Keane, and it, it feels as if to me the club this week made a lot of Moyes Keane um, returning from international break. He scored for the under twenty ones in Italy. Um, we obviously had the. The issue with his father as well, coming out and saying that he wouldn't have him at the club. Keane was really mature in his response to that. And then you, you see him having a laugh and a joke, walking into training with a plastic bag and, and, and talking as if he's a scouser. But whilst that'll go viral on social media and, and you know all the hipsters will love that sort of thing, to me, it, it feels like he's been let down once again, not because of that, but he gets on the bench today and doesn't even get on when the team needs to score a goal. That is is shocking, really. And you had Marco Silva in the press conference yesterday, and I thought he spoke really well about Keane, said that he was the present and the future of the football club, said all the right things, and yet he can't even get on to the pitch when we're playing against a side that's below us, bottom of the Premier League. It's it's astounding, and it doesn't make sense to me. Um, when, when I've said in the past about managers, I wrote a piece a few weeks ago about this, that Everton's managers in the past have all suffered from the same almost idiotic uh, issue, and that was that they're too stubborn to change. I actually think I'd go back on that a little bit now. I don't think Marcus Silva's too stubborn to change. I just think he doesn't have any other ideas. I, I feel as if that I watch this side, the system he sets up in, and I think 
there doesn't feel much logic to that. The one thing he stuck with was putting Tosin in, who, who scored recently. So, okay, fair enough, you persist with him. But that wasn't working today. He was like you said, Matt. I think you said he was just a lump up for up front. Absolutely zero pace and penetration from him and both Sigurdsson. So why not go for the pacey option, the pacey strong option you've got on the bench in an attacking area, and try and have a go at getting back into this football match in a proper way, rather than making a like for like substitution at right back. That to me is a clueless manager. That's somebody who's completely lost the plot of what he's trying to do. And if we're saying that, watching it and, and, and in the stands and on our televisions, what are these players thinking when that happens? Can you, I'd, I'd love to get inside Moise Keane's head and, and wonder what he's thinking right now. Uh, he's had a tough time of it anyway. Obviously, he's had his issues with turning up late for training. I think a mountain was made out of, out of a molehill with that. But in his particular case, I'd be thinking, what, what's the idea here? Because if, if, he, if Marco Silva made those comments, and I know managers make comments in the media, without um, any real substance. It's just said to pacify certain elements and certain factors, factions of the media. But if, if you're him, I, I'd take that at face value, what he said about Moise Keane yesterday, saying that he was the, the present and the future and there was, the, you know, there was nothing wrong with that. But then when you see a game like that passing by, you think, why, why am I here? What is the point in me being part of this football club? You've sold me this experience, this adventure away from... A, a, a troublesome um, run run of fixtures last season that he had with, with the, the racism connotations and things like that. And then to come here, I just, I just it baffles me that people that get this job cannot fathom how to do something that seems so simple to everybody else. And I can only think, look, I'm not a Premier League manager. We can all, you know, pontificate and have our views on it, strong views as we all do. But unless there's something unbeknownst to us that nobody's ever explained to us who's been fortunate enough to be a manager of our football club, it feels to me that the people in charge of it have been really, really thick for quite some time now. Yeah, um, damn assessment, really. Um, Just to sort of bring this towards A&M, Rob, because I imagine we're going to be speaking a lot about the manager this week and and what's going to happen and potentially a new football manager coming into the club um, in regards to, to Everton you said you're not too concerned about the position at the moment despite the fact we've been beaten by the team at, at the bottom of the league today but you know, I, I have to say walking away from the ground today to see Everton given the runaround by a team who've been in such poor form and our bottom of the league it's it's worrying and Dave's Dave's right there I mean as, as we're talking now I can see Chelsea have gone one little at Manchester City so I think they'll go above Leicester if, if, if they won today but we are effectively playing two of the best teams in the league away from home in our next two games. It feels like this is going to get a lot worse before it gets better. And, you know, you look at that game with Anfield, you look at the game with the King Power and think, it's hard to make any case for these lads digging any kind of results out in those games. No, absolutely. And to clarify, I didn't say I wasn't worried about our league position. I just said that I ultimately didn't think we'd get relegated. Um, but that's what I was kind of trying to allude to is that we are we're getting close if we're not already there and i think that we're already there frankly of entering uh entering the spiral and sometimes you can get out of a spiral but often you can't and we just don't need to mess with it and so 
you know, I think at this point we're we're back to one that stage again, where uh, as you said, the 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 schedule, the 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 things we're going to have to do to just pull points here and there, and and uh, really need, need a need of just basic competent management is now the thing that we need before we get in more trouble, or in case we get into a bit more trouble with that schedule, and and that's that's just. I think right now you'd have to you'd have to admit, and I think everyone feels this way in their gut, that today being the worst performance given that it was at home against the worst team in the league. Um, if 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 you can have any faith that we can get through December in any sort of competent way or get uh, away a with avoiding that relegation, uh, you know, tussle at that point, then then I, I don't think there's anything you can see in Marco Silva that gives you any faith that he could do that at this point. And that's it's sad. Uh, it really is. And the players have played their part and. Um, you know, a variety of factors have gone against them, and and Marcel Brands had some, you know, some significant uh, setbacks, and and you know, frankly, some failures this summer. And because of that, uh, we're in a weird position. Um, but bottom line, Silva has got to go. And uh, I just, at this point, regardless of what like Dave argues about, uh, you know, basic tactics that we can all see, and we all know that we're not we're not managers and all those types of things. I mean, Dave's right. Like these are common sense things, but even if we we don't know anything about management. We have to acknowledge that given the schedule they've had up to this point, um, that there's just not been enough. Uh, mathematically, there's not been enough. Mm. And certainly performance-wise, there hasn't been enough either. Uh, Dave, just before we wrap up, and I'll, I'll throw, you know, you can follow on from, from Dave here, Rob. Uh, some quotes from Marcus Silver after the game. These are courtesy of Phil Kirkbride from the Liverpool Echo. Um, oh, I was just calming down and starting to feel a bit riled up again, to be honest. Uh, not a good feeling for sure. Very disappointing afternoon for all of us. Big frustration. Was not a good performance at all. Not enough pace or mobility to disorganise them. We have to respect all... <laughs> oh, I know, I know. <laughs> we have to respect all the reactions. I can imagine how they feel after the game. That's on the fans. Again, on the fans. I respect what is their feeling for sure. We have to keep working really hard to change. We came from good results into this afternoon and we didn't expect that. It's not the moment to talk about my individual position. My job is to analyse why this happened this afternoon. Ow, oh, the, the quote about not enough pace or mobility to disorganise them. Oh, <laughs> what? I mean, it's just what, what, maddening. What? It's absolutely maddening for him to be able to, to do that, <laughs> to say that. I mean, that's it. It's... Um... <laughs> It's the it's the one that's after it for me because I knew and you you sort of knew that something like that was along the lines to again like I said all logic seems to go out the window um, with this man and and his predecessors but um, the the line there what he said about uh, it's not was it what was it Matt it's not for me to decide my future was it yes it's not the time to talk about my individual position that that mm. they're the classic they're the classic comments when a manager's on the brink of getting sacked. Um, you'll find that a whole plethora of managers have said that in the past shortly before departing their jobs. When when they start saying it, it's sort of not for me to decide or I don't decide my future, things and anything quotes along those lines often mean that there's been some sort of indication that a, a change is on the way um, because you often hear when football clubs are genuinely behind their manager they start. They still carry on talking in, in the sense of we and us, and you know, almost like a collective unity against what has been a difficult time. Uh, that feels to me like an isolated comment from Marco Silva. It doesn't feel like there's any real support behind him. Um, 
and yeah, I, I don't think he's longed to be at the football club. Um, and it's just for him to, to talk about the pace issue when he's left the lad that we've paid 30 million quid for. It does genuinely feel like we've said all this sort of thing again. And, uh, you know, just to bring it back to the Truman show analogy, I'm convinced these dogs are mine. I've got cameras in the collars because uh, any time something like that happens, <laughs> you know, you, you know, you obviously hear one of them barking. They all seem to yeah. do that as soon as I start talking. So, uh, yeah, there's definitely someone filming uh, us as a collective fan base and having a good laugh right now. Uh, final Pro- word. Probably the Reds. <laughs> yeah, fa- final, <laughs> word, final word to you then, Rob. Um, do you wonder why you got involved in all this sometimes? Oh, yeah, but I've been, I probably said that to you on the very first time I was on your podcast, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just sort of, that's just sort of the deal. But, you know, kind of to, to go on from what Dave said, though, like, if you had no connection to Everton, you would find our story and kind of just this entire sequence of the last several years, you would find it so tragically funny. Like the part of you that, that enjoys watching car crashes, I think would really love, <laughs> I would just love this for whatever reason. And I think you'd of course love listening to us talk about this too. So any, any reds that, that are listening who want to subscribe to this misery, please go to patreon.com <laughs> yes. and uh, there's an option for that, but no, it's, it is it, it, the last thing I'll say too is for Silva to, especially as a guy I've defended, but for him to make that comment about not having enough, you know, pace and athleticism or just, or physicality, <laughs> just, and, and yet he's, st- you know, he has an opportunity to, to take an outmatched team like Norwich and expose Calvert-Lewin and Awobi to them instead of Sigurdsson and, and, and Tosin. It's just, I don't know what happens to Everton managers or managers when they come to Everton. I don't know what happens to players when they come to Everton, but this is just, it's so it's so mythic at this point. I don't even know what to say. So it'll be an interesting week, but uh, I think I think we all kind of feel that same feeling, you know, like when a relationship's over. I think we all just kind of know it's over with Silva after this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it feels like there's no way back for Marco. If there are any breaking developments, whether that be Sunday or Monday, we will obviously be here to cover it on the Blue Room. I appreciate Dave and Rob taking the time out to have a chat about that. Um, I'm sure everyone just wants to forget about it, but um, we'll be here all week to go through it and build up to that massive game against Leicester. Um, just looking bleak for the Blues. Uh, enjoy what you can of your weekend, and we'll catch up with you again very soon. Ready to get your glitter on? Then head to Worlds of Fun Grand Carnival from July 23rd through August 7th for a larger-than-life shimmering celebration. Join the spectacle of color, a dazzling parade of floats, performers, music, and beads that sweeps across the park. And take your taste buds on a world tour while dancing to music after dark. Save over 45% with the Carnival Bundle, which includes admission, parking, and three food tastings. Only at worldsoffun.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.